right, I'm Chris Avina with American Outdoor News, and we are here with Larissa Switlick from uh, Unleash Global Adventures that airs on Pursuit. Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, we know each other a long time. I, I think we met the first year you won the Outdoor Sportsman Awards. Yeah, I won Shot of the Year. Um, first female ever to win that for Sportsman Channel Awards. That was with the TV show Alerts to Unleashed that I've had for the past nine years. And then um, been kind of switching some stuff up and renamed the show, kind of rebranding everything uh, through Unleashed Global Ventures uh, with my partner, Jason Soulier. And we also do a booking agency now. So we've been booking the trips that you watch on TV. So I really enjoy doing that side of it now because... We go on the hunts, we vet them out, make sure the outfitters are good and the hunting areas are good. And then we send people on their dream hunting vacations and we have hunting and fishing trips all over the world and for anybody's budget. So these, uh, these outfitters are Larissa approved? Yes, that's probably the best way to say the, it. The Larissa seal of approval. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and if we do have, and I've been on hunts that aren't approved and I won't send people to them. So... Yes, that's, we do a lot of groundwork and you know, you've known me for a while. So, you know, I travel the world and I'm always traveling. It's hard to catch me when I'm actually home. Well, and, we've got a lot uh, to talk about that. Yeah. that. <laughs> I've been on a lot of hunts. So yeah, we, uh, we go on them ourselves and um, yeah, they're, if, if I'm going to send you, it's approved. Well, you got a great story. I mean, you didn't grow up in a hunting family. You grew up in New York, not exactly the hunting capital of the world, as we know. Uh, and how did you get into hunting all of a sudden? Well, I, 10, 12 yeah. years later, but all of a sudden. Yeah, no. So it is kind of a unique story. I grew up with three older brothers. No one in my family hunts or fishes. I didn't grow up in it. Um, I finished, I got into it after college. I finished my master's and bachelor's in accounting in four years. My big dream, I grew up in Albany, New York, but my big dream was to work in New York City. So I took a job with PricewaterhouseCoopers and did the whole city thing. And I realized I really wasn't a city girl anymore. Um, I actually got into law school and I was supposed to go to law school. I was just taking some time off to finish my CPA exam. And uh, I really love to travel. Like my first passion is traveling. So I booked a two-month vacation to New Zealand and Australia before I started law school and I never came home I ended up staying six months I was backpacking I was just enjoying life I was 22 years old and um I never actually shot a rifle before I actually was trying to book a fly fishing trip and I called an outfitter in New Zealand and I was like hey I want to learn how to fly fish and she said, yeah, the season's not very good for fishing, but hunting season started. Do you want to book a hunt? And I was like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Why not? So I, that was my first hunting experience. Never shot a rifle before. And a guy taught me how to shoot and he put a, a target about a hundred yards away and said, okay, you know, shoot this X. And I shot, I looked at him like, how'd I do? He's like, shoot again. Let's make sure it's not a fluke. I shoot again. And same spot. He's like, all right, girl, you can, you can shoot. Let's go hunt. And you're a natural. <laughs> yeah. Um, my grandfather was a aerial gunner in world war II, So I think that's where I got my shooting ability. And when I still remember just taking that first big game animal, just everything went into slow motion. I watched the animal fall on my scope and 
I it was just born in me. Like, I'm like, wow, this is my passion. Um, I came home to show my family, hey, this is my new passion. I really enjoy hunting. And they didn't understand it. They said it was wrong for me to kill animals. And I just was really confused. I didn't know what to do because everyone, my family and friends told me that hunting was wrong and I shouldn't be doing it. And here I'm conflicted because I didn't understand. I'm like, well, yeah, but you eat meat. And my brother would be like, yeah, well, I get my meat at the grocery store. I'm like, do you not get where that comes from? Like, it was just this disconnect. So I'm like, if I can teach my family and to understand hunting um, and the facts behind it and the conservation behind it, then I can teach a lot more people. And that's when I, you know, I went to SHOT Show and I found the hunting industry and it was just this whole big world. And that's how I ended up starting a TV show from that. That was, that was a tale in itself. You didn't actually get an invite or get tickets or anything to SHOT Show. You just kind of snuck in like you were, sliding in backstage to a concert <laughs> yeah pretty much i called one of my girlfriends i was like hey you want to go to vegas there's this gun show i want to go to and she's like sure that sounds fun i'll go to vegas <laughs> um and yeah i didn't have tickets to shot show we walked in with the crowd and we actually snuck into the golden moose awards for outdoor channel and yeah. i just remember watching people win awards for outdoor tv and i'm sitting there and i'm like there's people that have that actually want to watch hunting and then you can make a tv show and win an award like it just blew my mind so i remember sitting there watching that and i said okay i'm gonna give myself five years i want to be on that stage win an award for my own tv show and that's exactly what i did five years later is when i won that award for my own tv show um i self-produced it i own my own production company i worked very very hard i didn't get handed any of this um and it and at the same time, I didn't have any support from my family at first. It took a few years for them to finally support me. And when I did finally get my show on TV, I started, I um, premiered on NBC Sports back when they aired hunting. And yeah, I remember. Then my family was really proud of me because they're like, wow, you actually did what you said you were going to do. And now we understand why you hunt. Like I had them watching the show. I had them eating the meat. And now it just made sense like it was just an education and I was hoping to bring that education to the general population to turn more people onto hunting and at least understand the facts and the conservation behind it so that was kind of I used my tv show as a vehicle for that Mm -hmm. well uh being a woman in the outdoor industry is not an easy task we all know that uh you're you're under constant pressure and not just from the general public. There's constant attacks from antis and whatnot. How do you handle that? I I mean, of course, it's it's a lot when I have so many death threats in my inbox at times. And I'm scared that my pages are going to get shut down, which I know a lot of other females that their pages have been shut down. Yep. Um, but I mean, I just kind of roll with it. I mean, I don't let it bother me because you can't you can't reason with crazy people like they just have no understanding um the people that i want to reason with are the people that are on the edge and that i can have a education educational conversation with them and and you know kind of show them the facts and lean them towards why hunting is good and and so if they if they ask a reasonable question you address it if it's just 
hate and venom you just kind of ignore yeah it's if it's a keyboard warriors and they just going off of emotion and the funny thing is i've never had one person to my face say something negative to me so it's always behind a keyboard it's mm -hmm. all fake it's all fake news it's it's people just love to i mean nowadays and it's silly because I, I want to encourage other females to get into the industry and to be able to promote the sport. And, and that's discouraging a lot. Um, and they don't understand the harm that they're doing. Um, and I always ask them, like, would you want someone to say that to your daughter or to your sister or to your mother, whatever, you know, it's like, if no, you're going to say that, that, no, they don't. It's just, it's just a disconnect. And like I said, I just ignore it. I, I got better things to do. I got other stuff, you know. Now, you, um, you posted a picture of uh, a crocodile hunt. And I know you became you got a, a lot of um, hate mail because of that. Tell me about this hunt. I mean, crocodile hunt's an amazing hunt. It was one of my danger seven. Um, I was very, very lucky and blessed to be able to be on this hunt. Um, last year, you know, the travel restrictions were hard to travel anywhere. We did end up making it to Zambia. And it was an amazing hunt. Um, crocodiles are very dangerous. And a lot of people don't understand that. And they don't understand the animal-human conflict that they have over there. You know, these people that live in these remote villages, they're... They have to bathe in this water. They wash their clothes in this water. They um, fish to, for food from the, these rivers. And crocodiles are opportunist predators. So they will attack humans. And there's a lot of, if there's a problem crocodile, they need to take care of it because they're just going to kill a lot of these villagers. Yeah. Um, so the villagers are happy when we take care of these problem crocodiles. Also, a lot of the money that comes from the hunting dollars that we spend go right back into those local communities. Um, a lot of people don't understand that. And there were so many crocodiles there. Um, there, you know, we use the meat, we bring the leather home. And it's funny because I get a lot of hate on, on something that I'm sure the people writing these comments to me are probably wearing a crocodile belt. They don't, and they don't even realize it. And it's yeah. just because I'm sitting there with the actual animal they're disgusted by it, but I bet you they own leather products and they don't even think twice about it. So oh, absolutely. Really. <laughs> now, uh, again, as a, a woman in, in, in the outdoor industry, you know, people think, oh, you know, she sat in a blind, she shot a deer, whatever. You are probably one of the most active and um, uh, pro, well, proactive woman not just woman hunter hunters in the industry you go on physically demanding hunts um where you got to be in top shape uh they're dangerous uh not necessarily the animals but the terrain and you just completed the uh capra world slam which is uh, a major accomplishment by anybody's standards can you tell us a little about about that so when I first got into hunting, I wanted to learn everything and anything about it. Um, I really was kind of self-taught. And then I would go on different guided trips and take different pieces of information from each hunt. The best way to learn hunting was to go experience it. You know, you can only learn so yeah. much from a book. So being in the field and, 
you know, just uh, studying the animals and the different behaviors. And I like hunting different animals because they all are, they're all different and you have to learn how to hunt them. Um, I really enjoy challenging myself. So I always wanted to be a better hunter. I've gone to a lot of different long distance shooting schools to, you know, increase my skills in shooting ability to make sure I make a clean ethical shot because a lot of these hunts in these mountain hunts, um, you're lucky if you get four or 500 yards to these animals. That's how, like you said, the train's dangerous and just how smart these animals are. Now, the, the capra is all mountain goats. Mm -hmm. So the but capra growth slam is one of the most physically difficult hunting achievement awards out there. Um, and the reason it is is because these goats are difficult to hunt and where they live in the train, you know, their sheep live here, the goats live on top of the mountain. So you have to climb all the way to the tippy top of some of these mountains to get into where, you know, the train of these goats. And it's crazy if you see um, how they're running up these mountains, um, like it's nothing to them. Like that's where they live. And mm -hmm. it's some of the most dangerous areas. I mean, I'm praying the whole time that I don't die. Let's well, that one way. wrong step mm -hmm. could be fatal for us. Oh, for sure. Um, so, and I think really why I started going after that was more to challenge myself as a hunter and my ability. And um, I'm young now, so I'm in shape to be able to climb these mountains. So now's the time to hunt these goats. And I just really enjoy pushing myself. And mm -hmm. it's just been, it just kind of turned into um, like a, accomplishment I want to do for myself um I'm very proud of myself of where I've come from a hunter and just what I've learned and I'm actually if I would have completed my so the Capra World Slam is completing um 12 species I would have completed my 20 milestone um this past year if I could get to Europe so I'm hoping Europe opens up so I can complete the next milestone of these goats. Well, these aren't, you know, just in one place. You've done it over a period of time all over the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, so right here, this guy is my uh, Dagestan tur from Azerbaijan. And that, they say, is the most difficult hunt in the world, physically demanding and the, the most dangerous terrain. So, and that year I shot the biggest one they took off the mountain. Wow. So that was a cool accomplishment, but that was definitely a tough hunt. And um, there's two others out there in Russia that I'm hoping to get over to hunt as well. Well, I looked at that list of people who have um, completed the slam and I would say probably 98% of the names on that list were men. Mm -hmm. so not too many women are, are have accomplished what you accomplished here and that's that's something to be congratulated and it's honestly just like a goal I set for myself but I love to be able to encourage other females out there to show to them you know hey if I can do it you can do it too you know like sure. whatever you your mind to and hard work and and you know just pushing yourself I, I yeah. love getting the positive messages in my inbox of hey because of you you know um, my wife or my daughter wants to hunt and wants me to buy her 
hunting clothes and um, thank you, you know, you're such an inspiration and I love those messages and that's what keeps me going. Now you've traveled all over the world uh, through hunting and, you know, pleasure and whatnot. Um, what is the, um, what is the most memorable cultural experience that you've experienced? My most memorable cultural experience, I'd have to say, was when I went to hunt with Michaela in Slovakia because I was kind of new to hunting to Europe and it's, it's very interesting over there, their customs and to experience their hunting culture. It's a lot different from America. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I show up in my real tree clothing and they're just like, you're too American. So they took me shopping <laughs> and I was wearing the European hunting style clothing and I felt like I was going to prep school. Um, when I ended up shooting a roe deer, um, they made this huge ceremony. They put flowers all around it. They had people playing instruments. Um, they pretty much like knighted me into now I'm a professional, you know, roe deer hunting in Slovakia. Um, it was just this huge cultural experience and the respect for the animal that they give because they're like, okay, now this is our food. And mm -hmm. they wanted to, you know, give respect to the animal. They and, honor the life of the animal. Exactly. Um, so it was really, really special to see um, and to experience. And I love hunting Europe because each European country has their own culture and their own customs when it comes to hunting. I mean, even over there, um, the owner of the land actually owns the um, meat, but the hunters are allowed to take the like, the heart and the liver so they made a traditional meal out of the heart and the liver so it was really cool to be able to experience all that um and to learn how they do their conservation over there um and the funny thing about it was over over in europe when i went this was probably like six years ago they weren't used to females hunting um i think now a lot more europeans um like the females are starting to promote the hunting they they females would hunt but they wouldn't promote it publicly yeah. you know they just kind of would just go and hunt um but there's a lot more in that that whole segment as you know is increasing not only in the u.s but worldwide which is really great to see but when we were over there um you know we actually had a tabloid come and do an interview with us and we made it on the cover of a tabloid in Slovakia because <laughs> they didn't understand why this American girl was coming over here and hunting and promoting it so it was it we kind of had a little culture shock because of it but I really enjoyed learning their customs and culture over there when it came to hunting. Well, we're going to take a, a quick break here uh, to uh, mention some of our sponsors uh, but we'll be back in a minute. Underwood Ammo, uh, always a standard of excellence. Great ammo. Check them out, uh, underwoodammo.com. Uh, Scoped Industries, Phone Scope, Pyro Putty, always coming out with great products. Uh, you can check them out at scopedindustries.com. And uh, Hunt of a Lifetime, you're going to hear from them right now. We love our children, we protect them, we guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. 
Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join HuntOfALifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit HuntOfALifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. Okay, and we're back. Uh, now, getting back into uh, Dangerous Game, uh, mm -hmm. you took a hippo. Mm -hmm. That thing was massive. <laughs> what kind of hunt was that? I was, I'm not going to lie, I am nervous hunting the Dangerous Game. Um, that was my first animal this past safari in Zambia, and... It was in the water, but I know how dangerous they are. Um, they kill almost 3,000 people a year. Um, they're one of the most dangerous animals in Africa. And it was nerve-wracking. Um, I was luckily like up on top of a bank and they were down in the water. So, and I asked, I was like, can they run up this hill? Because <laughs> I, was, I was shaking. <laughs> Because they can be, and you don't realize it, but they are very fast. Um, on, I've seen them run on land and water. Like, it's crazy. Um, it, things can change very quickly. They're very territorial, so, um, and they're very protective. And that's why a lot of people, especially if you get in between a mother and a baby, they will charge you. They will kill you. A lot of villagers get killed by them. Um, and they're... The area I was in, it was actually overpopulated, so they needed to take, they need to thin out, thin out the hippos. Um, it was amazing to see um, these villagers or locals in these remote areas would plant crops and they would have someone sleeping there at night to protect the crops because the hippos will come out of the water at night and feed on them and destroy their whole harvest for the year. Sure. Um, so they were very happy. Um, it was it was really cool when I took the shot, and which was difficult because you have to wait until the hippo, you know, turns its head a certain way. You got to make a brain shot and try to kill it because if you don't, um, one, it's dangerous, and two, they can sink underwater and they'll run underwater and you'll you'll lose them. Um, so you want to make sure you you that first shot counts and it kills it. Um, you don't want to have to jump in after it. Yeah, <laughs> not, not when there's a whole pot of hippos. Yeah. Um, some really, really cool footage, and I'm excited to um, show it on our TV show because it was really exciting, and I was so, so happy when it all, everything was safe and, you know, I didn't get hurt, but it was, what was really special about that hunt was all the, when they heard my shot go off, like, all of a sudden, like, the whole village came out to help. And all the guys came out and they were cutting it up. I mean, we had to get a tractor to, you know, pick up the meat and stuff. And we shared the meat with the locals and they were just so happy because that was, you know, maybe some of the only meat they got this year because due to COVID, uh, the, there weren't a lot of hunters. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't realize 
how much these remote communities rely on hunters for food and for money. Um, yeah. The big part of our trophy fees go to the local communities and that's why they protect these animals and they're happy to have hunters because they're, they're, um, you know, getting paid and being able to, you know, build infrastructure and houses and have food um, come to them. So they were very, very excited. And it was just, it was just a really cool experience to be able to see that and to help with their, that community out there. So they literally butcher it on the spot. And by the time they're finished, oh, yeah. there's really nothing left. Oh yeah, I, we did a time lapse of it. It was it was amazing. I mean, we were just watching them and and I mean axes. <laughs> it's a big animal, but <laughs> they were just so happy to have the meat and and yeah, they use every part of that animal. Was that the most dangerous hunt you've been on? The most dangerous, I'd say, was my Cape Buffalo hunt because that was my first um, dangerous game experience, and mm -hmm. I don't know what it was. I mean, I people that have hunted them or understand that what the cape buffalo is is you know the black death they call it i think in africa and yep. just the look on their face it's like they look know, at you with bad intentions Well, <laughs> the money right like that's that's the saying going on and it's true like it's and they will charge they will they are territorial as well um yep. All I know in my head, I was like, that make that first shot count. Because if you wound it, that's when they will turn on you and they will charge. Um, and I just had in my head for some reason, because this was my first like dangerous game experience. You know, I had a 375, a big gun. And I just, um, in my head, I was saying like, oh my God, there's going to be headlines that this American girl got killed by this Cape Buffalo, <laughs> this TV girl from America came over and, and I, it, I don't know what it was, um, but it was such an incredible hunt and, and I did, and I made a perfect shot and I didn't have to worry about it charging or anything. It went down. Um, so um yeah i don't know for some reason and any of those dangerous games i mean i'm i am scared truthfully because you don't know they're wild animals and and you just never know um i unfortunately we had one of our really good friends this past december got killed by an elephant in africa mm -hmm. one of our really good phs and and he has a really young family and i know a lot of the like Safari Club, Dallas Safari Club, a lot of people um, raised money for his family over there. Yep. And it just, I, when we were there, we had elephants mock charging us. Like it, they, it's scary. Yep. I mean, it, it's, it is a dangerous game. That's why they call them dangerous game animal. And I do get nervous if you're not nervous and there's something wrong with you. Like, you say you're not nervous, you're a liar. Yeah, because exactly. <laughs> I, I've had uh, rhino do false charge, and I, I, you know, it's it's scary. It's yeah. a scary feeling. But it's it's a great hunt. It's a great challenge, and you know that's why I practice. That's why you know I'm at the range and making sure I can make those quick shots and 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 have backup. You know, the PHs all have rifles too, but it's it's definitely a scary situation but i mean i'm i'm excited because i'm hoping you know to go back to africa um 
maybe in a few months. And I actually want to dart a rhino. So we'll see how that goes. That's exciting. Really is. Now you have uh, a booking agency, mm -hmm. uh, Unleash Global Adventures, same name as your TV show. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your booking agency. If uh, somebody's looking to go to Africa or anywhere in the world, you've been there. Yeah, so what happened was I've had the TV show Lurse Unleashed for so long, and then I met Jason Soulier about three years ago, and we teamed up because he had a booking agency with his father for the past 30 years. Um, so he's been doing that, and I've been doing the TV, so we decided to join forces and you know, start a new TV show on, about our own hunts and about the booking agency. And it's just, when people are spending that much money on a hunt, you want to make sure that they're going to a good area. I mean, yeah, you can go and do your own research and go online and, and find places, but there's also a lot of scams out there, unfortunately, or they're just not good areas um, to hunt. And that's why we spend a lot of time ourselves on the ground to go investigate you know, these hunting outfitters and just even the areas. And we keep up to date on, you know, what, what the animals are doing, the different migrations and different diseases and how it's impacting all the different hunting locations. So um, we put in the research, we put in the time um, so that you will have a wonderful experience you know um we have a lot of references all mm -hmm. of our clients are very very happy and we just want to send people on their dream hunt and have a good experience and we have hunts all over the world for any budget so that's and the best part is i can send you a link and you can watch the tv show or the video that we made of us actually being there you know yeah. so that's another plus it's not like I'm just sending you to some place that I Googled off the internet and like, yeah, go have a good hunt. You know, it's like, You're no. personally vetting them and they're, yeah, you know, firsthand. You can watch me on that same hunt that mm -hmm. I'm sending you on. So, you know, we spend a lot of time and money, you know, filming it and researching these places. And we're just, you know, hunting's in our blood and we love to be able to share that passion and, and send people on great dream adventures. Well, I'm uh, looking forward to what you have uh, coming in the future. Uh, it's always exciting to see what you have. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Where can we find you? Well, um, either on unleashedglobaladventures.com or lurisunleashed.com on Instagram. On, um, we're also air on Amazon Prime and Roku on Women's Outdoor Network. Um, another thing that I'm doing too is the ladies hunts. Um, I've been trying to put together some hosted hunts where people can come actually hunt with me and I'll teach them um, how to hunt and put them in a safe environment. I know a lot of women want to get into the outdoors, but they just don't know where to turn. Yep. and they don't, they don't know how to. Um, so I'm putting together different hunts. I actually just finished one last week and it's actually an interesting story going back to actually the crocodiles and how dangerous they are. Um, we were doing an alligator hunt in Florida, which aren't as dangerous as crocodiles, but they're still dangerous. Um, and we were supposed to go hog hunting and the outfitter comes in he's like, hey, change of plans we're going alligator hunting tonight i was like why and what happens like uh the alligator killed uh the rancher's dog wow and we kind of were like really like 
wait, what, you know, and this is a 50 pound dog. And so we're like, well, this gator must be pretty big. Um, all right, let's, and he's like, we're not going to sleep until we kill this gator. Like it's a problem gator. We need to get rid of it. Um, it killed one dog and almost killed their other dog. So the rancher wants it off the property now. So we spent all night after the skater and um, we got into the pond where it was and sure enough, we pulled up the dog. So it did, no. yeah, it, uh. attacked, it attacked the dog and drowned it. And then it was left in the mud and was gonna come back and eat it in a day or two. Um, yep. And so we, hooked the gator on a treble hook and fought this gator for two hours finally got it up and she shot it and and i mean we had the whole crew out there we're very happy the ranchers were very happy that we got rid of it but um it was a very just one of those incredible hunting stories it and this was her first you know gator hunt she just she had a great time but it was just the, the story behind it was just so meaningful like why we were doing it you know um sure. Hey, so, yeah, the guy's kids playing in the water. That's the scary part is, um, and, and the rancher said it happens all the time. Like, you just know that your ranch dogs and these are dogs, they're cattle dogs, and they're taking care of the, the cattle, and, and they just said it. You just, you just know that it's going to happen. You know, it, it happens all the time. And, and we're just in shock. We're like, it, it, was, it was heartbreaking to see. Yeah. Um, but it was also awesome that we took care of the problem as well. And it was on one of my ladies hunts. So it was a cool experience and we filmed it all. So that's another video that will be coming out. But um, right. that's just something, another thing that I've been doing along with the booking agency is putting together some ladies hunts. So hopefully, you know, definitely follow my social media and my website and get on the uh, email list. So that's subscribe to my email list and I'll send out newsletters of what next what my next lady hunts are okay well appreciate your time thanks for it's always good to see you being that we didn't have any shows this year so you know no what we have to resort to. <laughs> oh good hopefully soon you got to come down to florida and come shoot a gator with me i'm actually thinking of coming down and hosting a hunt down there so let's we'll do it see. we'll see what we can put together all right. Thanks for your time. Don't forget to subscribe and uh, for American Outdoor News as well as uh, uh, Unleash Global Adventures.